Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If you don't have an opinion, he'll give you one. He's blunt. It's the John Chuckery Show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery Show. Halfway home on this Thursday evening with you. 404-726-0929. We can open up the phone lines as well. We can we can take some calls if you want to you want to talk about this. So we're gonna talk some Falcons football here. So it, look, here's the deal. Okay. Falcons two weeks away from training camp, right? They have about nine, nine to ten and a half million dollars to spend. Uh, again, all these sites have all different numbers, but they got nine or ten million dollars to spend. Okay. There's no reason to hold on to that much cap space and roll it over to next year. Falcons are going to be fine as far as salary cap goes and all this, that, and the other. Okay? Now, what what do we do with that money? Okay? There are three guys that I'm, I'm targeting that are sitting out there right now in the free agent market. And, again, I'm not saying that these guys, that all any of these guys will be the savior of your franchise. Okay? Not saying that these guys are going to transform the franchise, okay? But where D-Led said, hey, you can never have too many quarterbacks, let me tell you the other thing you can't have too many of, too many pass rushers. I don't remember. Maybe maybe you can send me a link at, at on my Twitter page at JMCH316 or on the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Maybe you can send me a link for a press conference where Nick Sirianni stood up in front of the media and said, we just have too many guys that can sack the quarterback. We just have too many guys that can get after the quarterback and put them on the ground. We just have too many guys that just they keep sacking the quarterback. We don't know why, but they just keep sacking the quarterback. Send me the link for the press conference that says that. Now, again, I'm not telling you these guys are going to transform the world, but they should come at a fairly low cost. Okay? I'll give you the three names. You can get any one of these. Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston, or Yannick Ngakwe. Give me one of those guys. I still don't believe wholeheartedly in this pass rush. I don't. I don't. There's a lot of hopes and change and maybes and hopefullys and wonderment and all these kinds of things. There are no locks for this roster. Can Calais Campbell play 60% of the snaps and repeat his production? I don't know. Can Arnold Ebicady be break out this season? I hope. Can Lorenzo Carter replicate some of the things he did last year? 
Maybe, but he played 75% of the snaps to do it, and he probably won't play that much. Can Caden Ellis replicate his performance last year, or is he the guy that was for the Saints in the first three years where he had one sack? Hopefully, maybe, sort of. At least, I at least again, with Ingram or Houston or Ngakwe, I got one more guy that I don't care what they what numbers are. If they just help me get the quarterback on the ground, that's all I need. I don't need another pass catcher. Well, the Falcons need another wide receiver. Why? They don't throw the football. How many wide receivers do you need when you don't throw the football? What, are they decoys? Come on. We got Jonu Smith, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, B. John Robinson, Tyler Algier. You know, we got plenty of guys who, you know, again, not even counting Scotty Miller. We got plenty of guys who can catch the football for a team that doesn't throw it that often. You think Desmond Ritter's going to drop back 500, 600 times in this season? Think he's going to be Matt Ryan and drop back 600 times? Come on. We know that's not going to happen. So how many pass catchers do you need? See, this is folks that look at, well, let's see, on my fantasy football team, we need another wide receiver for the Falcons. Oh, okay. <laughs> for a team that threw it 413 times last year. Right. Come on. Like you said, if if Desmond Ritter is dropping back 600 times this yeah, season, you're in trouble. something's gone yeah. terribly wrong. I'm not saying that because he's going to be a bad quarterback. Yeah. I'm saying that you're out of your game plan completely. You're getting blown out every week if he's dropping back 600 times because that's not what their plan is. Their plan is not to have him drop back 600 times like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was a throw-first quarterback, okay? Desmond Ritter is going to have an offensive line and running backs that they're going to be a run-first offense like, like they were in 2008 when Matt was a rookie in 2009 in his first year. Well, Michael Turner went for about 3,300 yards in a two-year span, right? So, again, you know, they're not that kind of offense. They don't need a whole ton of pass catchers. Unless you're going to make them decoys, we got plenty of guys to get down in the red zone we can throw the football to. Patterson, Algier, Robinson, Jonu Smith, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Scotty Miller. How many more guys do you need? Unless you're telling me we're going to be the Rams of, of 98, 99, 2000, Unless we're going to be the greatest show on turf, what do I need all those guys for? And and again, we need to be great in the red zone. Just give me great red zone play. So, again, you can't have too many pass rushers. It's still the thing that I'm still going to point at and talk about and look at and say, okay, do we have enough? I know we have enough pass catchers. When people say, well, do you have enough pass? I don't need more wide receivers. I don't. I mean, again, we're not playing fantasy football, folks. They're going to line up and smash you down your throat, just like they did last year, right? Just, just Just like that they did. When they lost Kyle Pitts, did their offensive philosophy change at all? Okay. No. They were the same team before. <laughs> they were the same team with Kyle Pitts as they were after Kyle Pitts yep. when he got hurt. They were the same exact offense. They weren't any different. It's just Kyle Pitts wasn't getting targeted because they couldn't throw to him. And Drake London got his numbers up, right? I, I, I'd say it this way. Best thing that happened to Drake London was Kyle Pitts going down. 
forced him to have to go to Drake London at that point. And then when Desmond Ritter came in for the last four games, it was a point where yeah. he was basically exclusively looking for right. London every time right. he was dropping back. Exactly. Exactly. And again, with all of the guys we're going to have, you know, we need more defensive help. We need more defensive help. It's easy to project some of the numbers for these guys, but what tells you that that's going to be reality? Do do I let me let me put it to you like this, mm-hmm. okay? Let me let me let me give you this scenario, okay? Right. Who's more likely to get you seven sacks, Yannick Ngakwe or Caden Ellis? Yannick Ngakwe. Okay. Who's more likely to get you six or seven sacks, Lorenzo Carter or Justin Houston? Justin Houston. Okay. Who's more likely if they play the same snap percentage? Mm-hmm. Calais Campbell, uh, let's say seven sack. Calais Campbell or a Justin Houston in Gakwe? I'm still going to rock with it. I know I love Calais Campbell, but I'm going in Gakwe. Yeah. 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 Because that's what those guys do. Exactly. Melvin Ingram's another one. Yeah. Of, I mean, so of those three that you listed, which would you, which do you think would be the best for the Falcons? Um, I would like Justin Houston to come home. Justin Houston's a local kid. I mean, from the state of Georgia. Yeah. Played at Georgia, obviously. I would love for Justin Houston to come home and and teach our. You know, you know how we talk about Calais Campbell. Yeah. Let me have Justin Houston teach Calais. Uh, sorry, teach Arnold Ebicady. Yeah. Let me let me have mm-hmm. him work with him. The Dwight Freeney. Vic Beasley kind of thing. Let me have him. I, I'm not saying Calais Campbell can't help out and things like that, but sort of a different player that kind yeah. of played inside, outside, things like that. Exactly. Arnold Ebicady's not playing inside. Okay? They don't have the size or the height or the build or anything like that. So give me Justin Houston, who, by the way, you know, had nine sacks last year. Who was our leader last year? You know, again, he had nine sacks. That's almost half the total of the team from last year. We had, we had what? That's, no, sorry. We had 21. 21. Sorry. Yeah, Two still, years ago, we had 18. 18 so yeah. he had half of our total. But last year, he still, still had nine of, of, you know, we only had 21. Yeah. Would have would have been the leader on oh, this team by, by far. Far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Grady was our leader last year. I, again, we have some cash. None of those guys are going to cost you a lot of money. None of those guys are going to be looking at long-term deals. Make them incentive-based. Give them a base salary, make them incentive based, and they're out there. Again, yep. I'm not saying that none. Of, I'm not saying these guys are going to all of a sudden make us a Super Bowl defense. All of a sudden, right. if we had Houston or Ngakwe or Melvin Ingram, that we're a Super Bowl defense. Not saying that, but you're two weeks away from training camp, and it's still the one thing that we're not 100 percent sure of. I know we're going to run the football. I know what our offensive line is and what our running back situation is. I know that we can be a really good red zone team with the with the player personnel that we have with Pitts and London and John U. Smith. We can be a really good, you know, red zone offense. Absolutely, I, I think this this offense. Granted, you still need to see what you have in Desmond Ritter, but for the most part, I think this offense is set, especially for what you want sure. to do. There's a ton of talent on this offense. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, again, we're not hurting for pass catchers. No, not and at that's all. That's why I term it that way. Mm-hmm. People who can catch the football. Yeah. I don't care if they are wide receivers. I don't care if they're flankers. Yeah. I don't care if they're H-backs. And I don't care what they are. And I think that's what some people are getting hung up on. Like, Because I, I was one of the people who maybe a month or so ago kind of threw out the idea of like, oh, maybe you bring in a Jarvis Landry or something like that on a, on a little small deal. But 
I think that was just getting caught up in the fact of thinking that they need another wide receiver specifically. Sure. It's like, no, you have multiple pass catchers on this team. Yes. You yes. have more than enough. You have more than enough on offense. Like you said, you can never have too many guys that get after the quarterback. And yes. for a team that But had, but again, are are we gonna be more likely to be able to complete passes or more likely to get quarterbacks on the ground for right now? Like we're gonna be right. more likely to complete passes with Desmond yeah. Ritter and those cavalcade of guys mm-hmm. that they have. Yeah. I still have questions about whether or not and again, well, they'll be better. Okay, you can't be worse than 39 sacks over two years. Right. Again, right. the average playoff team since 2016, you know, is a 38-sack team. The last right. 14 Super Bowl participants, participants in the Super Bowl, whether they won or lost it, averaged 43-and-a-half sacks. That's more than we've had in a two-year stretch. And they like, do that in one year. That's more than we've had in two years. In three years, we didn't have as many sacks as the Eagles had last right. year. Exactly. Where'd the Eagles end up? Super Bowl. Where did we end up the last two years? Uh, didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Do we have that Josh Kendall clip? I don't I don't have it. Let me see if I can find it. Hold yeah, on. you got to find it. It's probably in Day Day's folder or the Night Show folder or whatever. Dukes and Bell's folder. I don't know what the hell it's in. I You know, again. We need that clip of Josh Kendall because we 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 play that consistently on the show. Still my biggest fear, my biggest hang-up. But, again, give one of those guys a contract. Spend a little bit of cash. See what you've got. You know, there's talk about Bud Dupree, whether or not he's even going to make the squad or anything like that. Sign, sign one of those guys. Here's what I need you to do. Third and ten, go after the quarterback. That's all you need to do. I, I don't care if they're just – I don't care if they're honestly third-down players. I don't care if that's the only thing that they do is play on third down and just go after the quarterback. Pin your ears back and get after the quarterback. And I'll give you a million dollars a sack. How about that? I'll give you a bonus of a million dollars a sack. Right? That's what we'll do. How about that? I'm going to spend Arthur Blank's money for him. Okay? I'm going to motivate him, and and we'll have – a million dollars a sack. Any success? Man, it, it's in there because we play it all the time. Play it all the time. Should be Josh Kendall from The Athletic. So anyway, but again, it's why not? Why not roll the dice on one of those guys? Why not roll the dice on somebody and just see what you've got? No harm, no foul. We can figure it out from there. All right, that's life. When uh, we come back. One of the Manson killers is set to be free. How about this story? Crazy. And I'm a, I'm I'm very interested in in like I've read Helter Skelter and all this stuff. We'll talk about that next. Chuck Reed in the Kia Studio. Sports Radio after the game. Odyssey.com app.
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bye. Nights with John. It's the John Chuckery Show. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back at it, Chuckery Show. 921, live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers. Diamond text line to be a part of the show at JMCH316 at Dom. You are live on our personal Twitter pages. So this is a fascinating story. Um, Leslie Van Houten is scheduled to be released from prison. So she was part of the Tate LaBianca murders, part of the Charles Manson uh, group. She's now 73 years old. She's been serving more than 50 years of a life sentence. And um, she was released to a parole super, uh, to parole supervision, according to the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, in a statement. She left the California Institution for Women in Corona east of L.A. in the early morning hours and was driven to transitional um, housing, her attorney said. Um can I ask why? <laughs> so, again, um, if you know, I, so I don't know how familiar you are with the with the Manson murders. Very, very, um, yes. I read Helter Skelter. It's a fascinating book. And she basically was one of the people that held down Abigail Folger while they were stabbing her. And yeah. 
again, she was part of all of this. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't an innocent bystander. Right. She wasn't, like, in a corner and just watched it all happen. She was an active participant. She was an active participant in one of the most heinous mass murders in American history, right? One of the most notable mass murders yep. in American history. Now, again, at 73 years old, do I think that she's, again, Charlie Manson's dead, Tex Watson is dead. Again, she's not getting back together with the band, okay? <laughs> right. And at 73 years old, she's really no harm to society, okay? But still, why? I, yeah. Again, what has she done to pay her penance in prison? I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm, and I'm asking legitimately, like, what has she done in prison to pay her penance? I, I get the idea that, again, she's going to live out her last days free and all this kind of stuff. Why, though? Like, why? She should, she should have spent her life in prison. She should have spent her life in prison until the day she died and, and, rem, and was reminded of mm-hmm. what she had done. I don't, this is not a, well, it's a, it's just a mistake right. or wrong place, wrong time. No. <laughs> this was one of the most heinous crimes in American history. It was a, it was, it was a, it was a killing spree that captured the nation's imagination. It was not one person that died. There were two different sets of uh, families over uh, multiple nights that were murdered. Not, not they died of natural. They were murdered. Uh, Rosemary LaBianca and Tate LaBianca, what's his name? Um, uh, oh, gosh, I, I forget the old man's name. They had the words pig. He had the word pig carved into his chest or the knife carved into his chest. Okay? I don't care how in the cult you were and all this kind of stuff, how brainwashed you were. At some point, you know right from wrong when it comes to murdering yep. people. Yep. Sharon Tate was hung by her. She was a pregnant woman that was hung by her neck from a rafter in her house after they stabbed her to death. They hung her by her neck. Abigail Folger, who was the heiress to the Folger family. You know Folger's Coffee? Yep. She was the heiress. Mm-hmm. Her and her boyfriend, uh, what's his name, Frykowski or whatever, they were stabbed over 50 times, over 50 times a piece. They weren't just randomly, they ran into a knife. Right. They were stabbed over 50 times a piece. Mm-hmm. I'm right with you, John. I, I mean, I remember when I saw when I saw this headline because I saw the article pop up on Twitter, and I was like, "Same, th- same, same, same exact yes. response. Why? Yeah, why? Leave her to rot. Right, right, exactly. Well, it's not humane. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because again, she will never pay back her crimes. Exactly, it's called justice. Never, <laughs> right, she will never pay back what she did. And again, she wasn't in a corner. She didn't sit in the car while these murders happened. She didn't just sit in a corner and just watch it all develop. She was an active participant active in and willing. the murder. Yes. Active and willing. Yes. And I don't care about your brainwash and your cult and all this kind of stuff. Sorry. That's not an excuse. So, again, I mean, you know, it's California, you know, Cali- California. I mean, that's that's what you get. How about this? This is another story that's that's crazy. Have you seen this story about Jonah Hill? So I've heard bits and pieces of it, but I'm not exactly sure what, like, the actual story is. His ex-girlfriend is accusing him of emotional abuse and gaslighting while they were together. Um, 
Sarah Brady accused the 39-year-old actor of emotional abuse in a series of posts on her Instagram story last weekend. This is a warning to all girls. Uh, Brady, who was uh, 26, uh, wrote in one of several story posts, if your partner is talking to you like this, make an exit plan. Call me if you need an ear. The post included an alleged, an alleged text exchange between the former couple in which the surfer was agreeing to take down any social photos she had posted of herself that made him uncomfortable, including any of her in a bathing suit, surfing or not, or with her in a thong. Uh, not the thong, but not a thong, but K. Uh, she replied about her surfing apparel. Um, it's been a year of healing and growth with the help of loved ones and doctors to get my life back to normal without guilt, shame, and self-judgment for things as small as swimming in a swimsuit rather than a more conservative wetsuit. And I'm still sure there's much more healing from this abuse ahead of me. Whew-wee. <laughs> I mean, um, again, it, it, it's, <laughs> these, these actors and actresses, I mean, they yeah. are, they're crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, this... This is the type of stuff that Tom Holland was talking about. I don't know if you saw Tom Holland's recent interview where he was like, I love making movies. I hate Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's such an evil, weird place. Now, how about this? Christine Costner, the estranged wife of Kevin Costner, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Earlier today, no, sorry, uh, yesterday afternoon, she left court. She was granted, ready? $129,755 $129,755 a month in child support. Whew. Whew. 49 years old, photographed jo- uh, looking jovial. She got in the driver's seat of a Land Rover following the ruling. Um, the judge also denied the Yellowstone Star's request to the matter of child support. They were challenging the, pre- uh, the validity of the prenuptial agreement. But she's going to get $129,755. The, the, preside, the judge presiding over Costner and Christine's divorce had extended the actor's temporary monthly payments of $129,755 in child support earlier that day. $129,000 a month. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. That's... And again, I mean, I don't know how old he is, um, but she's 49. She's a very attractive woman. Um, I don't know how old their kid is, but can I ask? Get a vasectomy. (laughs) Why don't get a vasectomy? You know, it's so funny whenever I see stories like this, uh, especially like guys that have just dozens of kids with multiple women. Like, it's like, it's so easy. Like, you have the money. Right. It's an easily reversible process. So if you do decide that you want to right. start having kids. Right. Like, like again, why is be Al so Pacino simple. having kids at 80? <laughs> exactly. Do you know, do you, I, I don't know if you uh, know who Chris uh, Munoz is. He's the kid from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know, he has, like, 15 kids with, like, eight different women. Wow. How is like Nick Cannon diff- got? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's insane. Again. I like sex as much as the next guy. I don't like getting people <laughs> pregnant, though, and, and yeah. having the responsibility. And, again, having the responsibility. Yeah. Kids are expensive. 129750 Hey, you know what? 
hey, hey, listen, I don't feel bad for him at all. No. You know, I don't no, feel no, bad no. for him at all, man. No. Pay no. your child support. Yep. So anyway. All right, happy birthday today to Harrison Ford, who obviously is at 80 years old or whatever he is now. He's got his new movie out, the new Indiana, what is it, the, the Kentucky Jones movie <laughs> that he's got out right now that I have no mm-hmm. desire to see. Um, so anyway, in honor of Harrison Ford, your top ten favorite Harrison Ford movies, day, or sorry, uh, Dom, the floor is yours. I keep, I, I keep wanting to say Data because I'm used to I get it. having and, Data And again, like so. I said, it, similar names, both start with a D. Yeah. I completely get it. All righty. So very quickly, I realized that I've the movies that I've seen Harrison Ford yeah, in mo- most of are mostly are either for. Star Wars yeah. or Indiana Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, mo- most most of them you haven't been alive for yes. most of his movies. So, yeah, I understand. So a lot of the, there's a lot of Star Wars and Indiana Jones on my list here. Mm-hmm. But at number ten, I do have Air Force One. Mm-hmm. At number nine, I have uh, What Lies Beneath was a movie that he did with Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Kind of a you know where she walks out to the dock. And, yeah, yeah, she is she crazy? Is the house mm-hmm. haunted? I like horror movies, so I was very fond of that. Um, at number eight, I have. The third Indiana Jones, which mm-hmm. is the last, last crusade. Last crusade, mm-hmm. yeah, the one with Sean Connery as his father. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I've got that on my list as well. I've At, got, the, I've got the first three. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say all Crystal three. Skull. Yeah, no, this Crystal one, Skull was bad. Yeah. Any anything where he's over seventy five? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, at number seven, I have uh, Star Wars six, which is Return of the Jedi. At number six, I have forty two, which was the mm-hmm. uh, Jackie, yeah, Robinson, Jackie Robinson story. Um, I have. At five, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Temple at of Doom is my favorite, my favorite of the Indiana Jones movies. I love the Temple of yeah, Doom. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's. I go back and forth between that and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Life, I do. Um, yeah, I I just I, I I I like the story of yes. Temple of Doom. Yeah, I just I like that story even better. Same. Uh, number four, I have Blade Runner. Yeah. At number I, three, I did not see the second one, but I, I the original Blade Runner is one of yeah. my favorite movies. Original Blade Runner is yeah. fantastic. Um, at number three, the first Indiana Jones Raiders mm-hmm. of the Lost Ark, and then number one and number two, Star Wars: uh, New Hope and Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I mean, so my favorite movie in that franchise is The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. I mean, I think that's the yes. best. I think that's the best Star, Star Wars, Wars movie film, ever done. Period. I don't. Yes. I don't care how many Star Wars movies they do; they're never going to beat. Empire Strikes. I mean, the, the cultural phenomenon of Empire Strikes Back, universally recognized as pretty much the best movie. So, I had Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I had the Empire Strikes Back. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark is on my list uh, as well. So, I've got several movies outside of yours. Mm-hmm. Witness. Um, if okay. you've never seen Witness, Witness is really good. Kelly McGillis plays a uh, plays a um, Amish. Uh, mm-hmm. Plays an Amish woman, yeah, um, and he goes undercover oh, um, to help okay. solve a crime. Witness is a really good movie. The Fugitive. He was fantastic in The Fugitive. I, I know mean, about The Fugitive. Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, mm-hmm. Fugitive. Um, the Last Crusade I had uh, on my list uh, as well. Um, Presumed Innocence is a really good flick. It's it's a very so he's accused of a crime. Brian Dennehy is in it. Mm-hmm. Bonnie Bedelia plays his wife. She was. John McClane's wife in the first two Die Hard oh, okay. movies. So gotcha. that that redhead, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she plays his wife in the movie. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting, very plot twisting. Okay, um, when it's all said and done, very good movie though. Um, Apocalypse Now. Now again, I don't know how much you know about Apocalypse Now. He played a small part in Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. but that's one of the great war flicks of all time. Francis okay. Ford Coppola directed the movie. Same guy who directed Godfather. Okay. Um, Marlon Brando is in it. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, 
Oh gosh, I can picture his his uh, my, who was the who was the drunk guy in Hoosiers, um, the guy oh. in Speed. Oh goodness, um, I know exactly who you're talking about. The 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 bad guy in Speed, um, Dennis. Um, oh my gosh, see my brain my brain is just is is dead now. Dennis, um, uh, what's his name? Look up look up Speed. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Yeah. So go. Dennis Hopper's in that movie. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, not not what's a uh, Charlie Sheen? No, not Charlie Sheen. Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. Martin Sheen is is in Apocalypse now. He's he's the dad of all those kids. Um, but Martin Sheen is in it. It's a great movie. Um, but he plays a small part uh, in it. Um, Working Girl. Did you ever see Working Girl? Probably not. No. Melanie Griffith, Sigourney Weaver. Very okay. funny kind of movie. He he plays the boss in in that okay. movie. And then uh, obviously I've got Star Wars, uh, yeah. where you know, kind of my first exposure to him. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that he was pretty good in was, what's the movie that George Lucas directed? Um, oh gosh, the American Graffiti. American Graffiti was the other movie. I know that was I know kind of that one. So yeah, yeah uh, that was the that was where he discovered Harrison Ford. George Lucas oh, okay. did and everything like that. Hmm. He directed American Graffiti. So. Got you. All right, when we come back, Chris Willis joined us to talk some Braves baseball earlier in the show. What he has to say up next, Chuck Green, Nikia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Bring them out, bring them out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now, 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 more of the John Chuckery Show. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Chris Willis. Chris Willis for SB Nation, managing editor for Battery Power, batterypower.com. As we can check out all of his work, and he's on Twitter, at Chris underscore Willis. Chris, always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, tonight as uh, – we get ready to start the, I guess, de facto second half of uh, the Braves season. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. We just were talking about in the last few minutes that, you know, the conversation is certainly a lot different now than it was, say, six or eight weeks ago when you were looking at, okay, are we secure in left field? Are we secure at DH? Do we need more starting pitching because of the injuries? Do we need more bullpen help because of, you know, some guys were not performing as well? I'll tell you, it, it's a lot different conversation now than it was, say, six or eight weeks ago for this roster. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, when we we're just a little bit of a few weeks away from the trade deadline. And, you know, you really, it's really hard to say, you know, any area that they just absolutely uh, 
have to go out and, and uh, address because everything kind of clicked uh, in June and uh, so far in July. I mean, it's just been an unbelievable run. You feel like that – I mean, I, I think Alex Anthopoulos – and I don't want to say it's making a move for the sake of making a move, but he is going to find a way to upgrade this roster. And I think that probably the most likely scenario is they will go out and get some bullpen help. And part of that is, too, because I, th- I just think that – Alex Anthopoulos is always trying to help improve this roster. He's not just going to sit back on his laurels and say, we're good. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, he, he says that just about every trade uh, trade deadline or anytime, you know, he's asked about making the deal. You know, the answer is always that they're always looking for ways to improve the roster. I mean, I, you know, I think the bullpen's probably, if you have to, if you have to squint hard and look for a, a you know, some place that needs to be addressed. It probably is the bullpen, especially with the news today that Nick Anderson is going on the injured list. Uh, you know, AJ Minner's only left-hander down there. Depending on what happens with Dylan Lee, you know, you could see a, a scenario where they go out and uh, look for another left-handed reliever. Anyway, you know, Chris, um, there were certainly questions about left field going into the year, but I got to hand it to Eddie Rosario. He's had a really nice bounce back here. He's made some nice catches in the outfield. Um, he's actually hit left-handers. I know it's a small sample size, but he's 12 for 33 against left-handers for a 364 average. Um, you know, he's held his own against lefties. You know, it really feels like that they don't have to, I mean, maybe they add a right-handed bat just to, just to give him, you know, somebody to hit against lefties. But really, I think Rosario has had a nice bounce back year playing left field this year. Yeah, he really has. I mean, he's a streaky guy. I mean, he kind of got off to a slow start, you know, like you as you talked about a minute ago, you know, eight weeks ago, we were kind of wondering if they'd be in the market for a, a left fielder. But, you know, we, we've seen how hot he can get. We've seen how cold he can get, you know, just hope that, uh, you know, he can, he can continue what he's done because I mean, when he started hitting, when uh, Michael Harris started hitting, when Marcel Zuna started hitting, I mean, this offense just really took off because there's just nowhere to go for outs for opposing pitchers. So as we look at Michael Harris, you know, he had that really good stretch there, you know, as we were, you know, rounding out the month of June. But if you look at July so far, it's been a 179 batting average, a 179 OPS. I mean, we talk about streakiness. It looked like he was really turning the corner toward the end of June and then now as we get into July, you know, again, it's just kind of struggling again. What, what's what been, I mean, what is it that's different now from, from that stretch in June to what we've seen here in July? I think it's still just a small enough sample that, you know, you've it's, uh, it's some bad luck, you know, some things. I think he's healthy now, which I think that was one thing that really, uh, really hel- didn't help him at all with that slow start. Um, you know, it will, it'll be interesting to see how he finishes the end of the month. But the good thing about Harris is, I mean, he gives you speed, gives you gold glove caliber defense in center field. You know, you want him to hit. I mean, and it's, you know, this offense is really dynamic when he's, you know, playing at that rookie of the year level that he was last year. But, you know, I think the Braves are fine, you know, as long as he, he just keeps his head above water and then, you know, continues to play solid defense in center field. Chris Willis from Battery Power joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline as we talk some Braves baseball with him. You know, I have said, and I've talked about this with some of the national writers, Chris, that I think Sean Murphy's a top five MVP candidate. And I know, look, for all the good that Matt Olson has done, Ozzy's had a great year. 
Um, you know, obviously Ronnie is the the runaway winner in this thing. Like he's just, I think he's so far out ahead of everybody's. He's almost lapped the field. But I really do think that Sean Murphy, when you look at his combination of offense and defense now, that and and again made the great play in the All Star game, throwing a guy out. I, I I think Murphy has put together a marvelous season, and I think he's legitimately a top five MVP candidate. I think you could certainly make the case, um, you know, and honestly, you know, they've been really protective of him since he kind of tweaked that hamstring and, uh, and just playing every other day with Travis Darno or his numbers would look even better. You know, if he was getting more opportunities, they've got the big lead, you know, they've got the, it, it's a good thing to keep him fresh. Yeah. You know, for the, uh, for the postseason. but I mean, you're right. I don't think, a, I don't think a lot of fans realized just how good a player Sean Murphy was. I mean, he was out there in Oakland you know, playing uh, late at night and, you know, just getting him. I mean, it uh, it cost him a, a really good young player in William Contreras that was a fan favorite. But I just don't think everybody really understood how good Sean Murphy was uh, when the Braves acquired him. You know, um, I think that in, in some ways, Ozzy's season has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. I mean, because there's been so many good stories. You know, Arcia obviously, you know, one of the big stories. But, you know, obviously it was a lost year for Ozzy last year with the injuries. But he's back to that 2021 form. And this is this is kind of what we, I think, expect now from Ozzy, right? I mean, he's a 30-homer, 100-run, 100-RBI guy. And, you know, obviously last year battling the injuries. But, I mean, he's right back on track for these kinds of numbers again this year. Yeah, when he started uh, really producing left-handed, you know, I mean, it just it just takes off because we know how good of a hitter he is uh, on the right from the right-handed side. And you're right; I think he has gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit, you know, for good reason. I mean, you, when you've got people performing up and down the lineup the way they are, it's kind of easy to overlook. But uh, you know, I think he's been a key piece of this, and I think he's a a huge part of the team's leadership now. Um, you know, within that clubhouse and everything. He just represents them so well, and it's good to see him swinging the bat uh, the way he has and healthy again after, you know, just a, a tough season last year. Chris, what did you think about the Braves draft? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I saw the pitcher from Florida was their first-round pick, but I literally don't know anything about, you know, what the Braves looked at in the draft. I mean, I know, I know some of the players, but, again, you know, three years from now, we'll probably be looking at some of these kids that were drafted this year up on the big club because that's what the Braves do is they move guys along that they think can, you know, help them, and they move them along pretty quickly. So what did you think about the Braves draft class this year? I mean, I thought it was interesting. There there wasn't a whole lot of buzz about it because other than the guy from Florida, the first-round pick, there just wasn't uh, wasn't quite that big name, you know, to kind of get people excited. They did nab a couple of high school kids that I think, have got some high upside as well. Um, but, you know, it, it's always, it's kind of, it, we, we try to predict the draft every year and, you know, they go, they kind of go off, off the page a little bit. And then, you know, a year or so into it, you kind of see what they were, what they were looking at and what they were trying to do. So I'm excited to see these guys get, get uh, you know, get started. Uh, they signed, uh, apparently reportedly have signed a good many of them already today. So, you know, it's going to be exciting to see them uh, heading to the minor league uh, rosters and uh, finishing out the season. Yeah, I saw that uh, they, they had multiple guys that they signed uh, uh, today. So, um, all good news in that front. Um, let's talk about Max Freed here for a minute. You know, obviously he had the rehab start in Gwinnett. 
Do you think we see him at all in the month of July? Uh, I think there's a uh, chance at the end, maybe. I mean, obviously, if, as long as they keep playing well, they do not have to rush him at all. Um, you know, and they shouldn't really. But uh, I think, you know, if he if he goes out and looks in his, his himself or in, and has no uh, no no problems physically, I don't think there's any reason not to kind of get him back in there. I think, you know, he, I think he's supposed to start at Rome Saturday. Uh, I can see him making t- a couple more maybe after Saturday, and then, uh, you know, maybe we, we see him back in Atlanta. Saw some uh, updates about Dylan Lee uh, today. Have we heard anything about Kyle Wright? I mean, have we heard anything about where he's at or how he's progressing so far? Uh, the last report was that he had started his throwing program, which was good. It, at the time, it was only flat ground. You know, with the all-star break and everything, that could have changed. He could have gotten on the bullpen. Uh, but I think that was going to be the next the next step in the equation. And then, of course, he'd be facing hitters and a rehab assignment if there's no, you know, if there's no setbacks. Uh, he, he was He's going to be several weeks behind Freed anyway. So, you know, I expect – Maybe as soon as tomorrow, we can we could probably get an update on him. And, and you know, Chris, and I'm I'm a big believer in this. Like, you know, you've had you basically had to pitch with three starters this year, and it feels like if you can just get that regular guy in that four spot, you can figure out the bottom of your rotation. You can figure out a fifth spot with just one rotation. Some days you don't need a fifth starter. Some days you can just you know whether it's Soroka or Schuster, or whoever. But I think that fourth spot is a real key because you start getting to where you have to try to figure out multiple spots. That can be tough to do. And I think, you know, not just, again, (laughs) Freed's the best left-hander in baseball. You're just going to plop him right into the starting rotation. But just the stability of having a fourth guy that you can count on, I think it's huge just because you can figure everything else out from there. You're right. I mean, it really tests your depth uh, when you have to fill more than one spot, and they've had to do that, you know, a couple of times. They had to do it, you know, they've had to do it a couple of seasons now, honestly. But, uh, you know, it's just going to be so big to get Freed back if he's healthy anywhere close to the level that he was last season. Uh, But even if he's not, just being able to give him innings, you know, I think is going to be huge because, you know, a lot of guys have been pressed into uh, into service here and you could, it'll be a whole lot easier to fill that fifth spot, um, you know, going down the stretch. And that fifth spot, honestly, you won't even need it probably. You won't even need it in the postseason. So, you know, you're only talking about just trying to finish the season out with it. But, you know, you've got a lot of guys in the mix. who has got a lot of valuable experience. And, uh, you know, that's going to pay off down the line. Last question for you. Anything that we should be looking out for as far as maybe a prospect? I mean, there's been – there's been rumors and people have been talking about, well, we could move Vaughn Grissom. You know, again, I don't know if the Braves want to move him just yet, but is he a name that could potentially be on the move for Atlanta? I mean, you know, when you look at the situation, I, I, I don't think you can ever say never. Um, obviously, I haven't heard anything, any rumors, even associated with the Braves as far as trade deadline goes. I'm sure that's going to pick up as the month goes. I think to move Vaughn Grissom, you, they, would be, they would be doing something substantial. You know, it would be the type of move that they think is going to push them over the hump in, in a postseason chase. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. But again, you know, with Orlando Arcia signed up, you know, uh, 
on a, an extension before the season and not a clear path for Grissom, you know, I, you can't say no, uh, no to it. I mean, I, it, it, there's obviously a uh, a chance that it could happen, but, um, you know, I have given up trying to predict uh, trades and, and stuff under Alex Anthopoulos because just when you think you got it figured out, I mean, he comes out of left field with something that, you know, you, it's just off the radar. So Yeah, as uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper said, just when you think you have the answers, I change the questions. So Chris Willis uh, covers the Atlanta Braves for SB Nation, managing editor for Battery Power, batterypower.com, is where you can check out all of his work. He's on Twitter, at Chris underscore Willis. Join me on the Wade Ford dot com hotline chris always buddy appreciate it thanks for a few minutes tonight we'll chat again here soon oh yeah i appreciate it it's always fun t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.